Hello and welcome to another episode of the PO Playhouse. My name is Austin. Joining me today is Joe. Tristan will be joining us a little later. And today we are going to be recapping a tough Padres series where the Braves won won the home opener in walk-off fashion and then dropped the next three. Joe, your initial thoughts from this series. Well, um, honestly, the biggest thing is all of a sudden we're the most injured team in baseball, it feels like, besides the Mets, of course. Um, and that's just, you know, they've got it every year. But coming into the year, wow, our depth, incredible. That was our biggest strength considered on the national stage is that mm-hmm. we have the best depth potentially in baseball. And now we don't. Um, I mean, what is that? Four guys that have already gone on the IL like since the start of the year tacked on to the ones that already were on the IL. And yeah. it's left our pitching just in shambles. Well, not um, even our I pitching, mean, our outfield. It you quickly realized yeah. how important Michael Harris was second is to the lineup after he got put on the 10 day with some lower back soreness. Yep. And let's give a little credit. Sam Hilliard has been doing a great job out there. He has absolutely filled the hole. I'm sure any other team would love to have him in center field, but when you have mm-hmm. Michael Harris the second, that seems like a major drop off. So Sam Hilliard was actually one of the uh the, the biggest things I wanted to talk about because all of a sudden, what if he keeps hitting like this and is a potential major trade piece? You know, like all of a sudden we've got some serious value in that guy. And I didn't even know who he was. So kudos to him. Played a great series. Um, biggest issue with this series for me, it just came down to the lack of depth that we thought we had. The pitching was absolutely terrible. Even in game one, yeah. it wasn't great. I mean, it, it was a really, really bad pitching series. And yeah, uh, I mean, Strider had a, a rough start by Spencer Strider's standards, but he still went five, right. gave up three, struck out nine. You know, we'll take that in the second yeah. series or and the, the third series of one. the year. We'll take that in the third the series of the year. Three. Kirby Yates. Absolutely. Jesus. Um, yeah, Yates. I mean, it, even even his not god awful outings the last couple of years, it's like he his his non misses, his strikes are like on the opposite side of the zone as where the catcher was set up. It's like he cannot accurately throw a baseball. Well, I mean, we look, you saw him last year as he was coming back from Tommy John. He looked the same, and you were like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't pitched since 2019. We'll give him a break. He's coming back from Tommy right. John. I was expecting improvement, and for whatever reason, too. he just yep. he can't throw a strike, and he's getting frustrated with himself so visibly, and that's one of my biggest – that was one of my big issues – with Schuster as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, gets he just gets visibly frustrated. I was talking to a buddy of mine from high school yesterday. You know who Schuster reminds me of? Sean Newcomb. That's a really good comparison. Just because they've got That's... the stuff. They've got the hype. They could be great big league pitchers, and Newt could just never figure it out. One, because of his control issues that we already see in mm-hmm. Schuster. But that's yep. – I'm not going to harp on that too much yet because he is still 24 with one full professional season or something or two. Right. The other thing, right. he just lacks composure. The way he is drenched in sweat when he exits a ball game is just – you know, it shouldn't look like that after four innings. But he's just – You're right. I don't know what it is. He's just so nervous. And it was a cool night that night too. I mean, it, um, you know – it, Dylan Dodd had a really bad start yesterday. Mm-hmm. Really bad. I mean, I know you were there. I you was there. Every single pitch. but Yeah, how like, did he look composure-wise? Because, you know, I could only see where he was about. throwing 
the meatballs and right. No, I mean he was way over the middle of the plate whole day. He wasn't really missing his spots by much, mm-hmm. but they just kind of figured him out. He doesn't have anything moving arm side. That's the problem, and that's what brand or excuse me, that's what the ESPN guys kept saying is that everything he has moves glove side. So the righties were just tearing him up because if it started on the inside corner, they gave up on it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what I was going to say about Dodd's start is as bad as he was, he was still working quickly. He still mm-hmm. had confidence and he didn't seem overtaxed. He just had a bad outing and that happens. But, uh, you know, call me crazy, but I actually saw some positive signs yesterday because it seemed like he never felt like he was out of the game. That's exactly and what I was going to say, Joe. Even as he's opposite of shoot. meatball after meatball, hit after hit, mm-hmm. that was one of those, God, like they're just piecing up everything. That was one of those moments, not of this guy sucks. I still had confidence every every new batter, no matter how many doubles in a row he had just given up, that Dobb was going to find a way out of it. And I can't say I have that with Schuster or even Morton. I mean, even Morton, yeah. it's like, he gets into a little trouble and it's just going to spiral at this point in his career. Yep. He gives out he gives up one bomb and you feel like the starts over cuz it just yeah. it gets in his head and for a veteran you can't let that happen. But yeah, uh Dylan Dodd, I honestly I, again, call me crazy, but I saw some very positive signs. Um I still obviously wasn't really enjoying the game. Um that was I'm sure you one. were at least enjoying the atmosphere there. It's still Truist Park. Dude, but, uh, Section 152 was hyped when we scored that first run. I mean, we were in it. <laughs> and then yeah, when the Padres that. scored their eighth, um, we kind of kind of got out of it. But for <laughs> a little bit, Section 152 was – I mean, we were chopping down seven. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. That's for Braves fans for you, though. You know, you're not going to get that at Yankee Stadium. They're gone. If, if Yeah. It, there's no one there at that point. Uh, same with probably City Field. Right. Literally everywhere else in baseball. I mean, yeah. obviously fans left game left the game. It was empty by the ninth inning. Right. Of course. But, I mean, we were chopping down seven, down eight. So, you know, the great thing about this Braves team is no matter how out you are, until like the seventh inning, you still have hope. Tristan just hopped in, so let's – Grab his initial thoughts real quick as soon as he gets his camera and audio working. Will he ever? Oh, as soon as he quick, responds. I'm, real quick. Um, I want to give, I hate to say it, as a fan of pitching, though, shout out to Michael Walken and Seth Lugo just making us look oh, yeah. stupid. Carving I, mean, us spe- up. I mean, we knew Seth Lugo was good. We just didn't know how he was as a starter. But Michael Walken, I mean, take me back to 2013. That changeup, yeah. you know, I noticed yesterday. It's ridiculous. Every Padres pitcher has a disgusting changeup. It's true. They are the it's team of literally everyone. <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? What are they doing in San Diego that we aren't doing? Um, life's biggest mystery. Will Tristan ever get his audio in? I mean, we can well, get while we're waiting on Tristan connected uh, to audio. Um, Tristan, can Lugo, you hear us? You, you obviously didn't hear this. Yeah. Cool. We're talking about Seth okay. Lugo right now. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> nice start. Um, Seth Lugo, they were saying this on the broadcast. I'm, I'm guessing you weren't able to uh, I did not watch it the broadcast you were at the given game. the fact that I was at the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good connection that my brain made there. We, we are POs. We're not uh, logic wizards over here. 
So uh, they kept saying Seth Lugo in multiple interviews over the last three, four, five years has continued to say his goal, his biggest goal is to be an everyday major league starter. Well, not every day. You know what I mean? A, a regular, major, big a league solid, yep. regular big league starter start for a whole year and just see what happens. And that's been his goal of his whole career. He never wanted to be a long reliever. He did what he had to do to stay with the team and still be valuable. And he actually had some very solid years in New York in the bullpen, uh, which is saying a lot for a New York Met. Especially um, a Mets reliever. However, he is getting that opportunity that he's been looking for for his entire life. And that passion can carry you a long way. So then you also couple with the fact that he knows a lot of the Braves hitters very well. So mm-hmm. he's got the confidence in that he's faced that lineup and had pretty good success against us in the past. You couple that with the fact that he's making a big start, huge start on ESPN, Sunday Night Baseball, and it's his biggest goal in his life is to be a major league starter. He just he had everything kind of stacked up on his side. And sure, give him all the credit in the world. He performed awesome. But the vibe of that game from the first pitch did not feel good as a Braves fan. It felt like a loss from the opening pitch, which is not a good thing to say. It's the first time I've felt like that this season. Yeah, Tristan, we'll get your initial thoughts. We'll get your your thoughts on the series as a whole, and then we'll start breaking down, going back to what we were doing. Um, I think I remember what Joe said for the previous podcast, breaking down the Cardinals one about the four game series. I'm pretty sure he said if we split the series, it was okay. But if we lost three out of four, it was it was a warning a little bit. That's kind of how I feel. I mean, I'm not in complete panic mode because, I mean, we're still the Atlanta Braves and we're still the best team in the major leagues. But I don't know. Coupled with the the, the injuries, the, the injuries that we have have built up, it's it's worrisome right now. And I'm I'm kind of worried but. I'm not panicked. I think we're fine. We'll be fine. But Morton, Mor- Morton struggled for me. And 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 the, and the Dylan Dodd situation. I was so high on Dylan Dodd after that first okay. one. I don't Tristan, even know what. I don't even. Okay, I don't even know what to think. Me I'm and Joe were that. saying that, despite the fact that he gave up however many runs, he wasn't Jared Schuster, Charlie Morton getting flustered and just spiraling. They were just piecing up his balls because he was leaning over the middle. But at the game, I'll tell you, he I think at one point he gave up three doubles in a row. And at no point did I say he's not getting out of this. Pull him now. I was saying he can find a way to get out of this. I was saying that Schuster reminds me a lot of Sean Newcomb, where if one thing yes, goes wrong. Yes, yes. That, 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 that's what I've that's what I was thinking too. Schuster reminds Schuster is the Sean Newcomb 2.0. And Dylan Dodd does not remind me of Sean Newcomb. Dylan Dodd's I still have confidence in him, and I really hope he holds a spot in the rotation as Wright and Freed come back or holds a spot somehow. And I hope he continues to give us quality innings for the rest of the year. I don't know. I, I think he's he's in the strike zone too much. Like, he's um he's just laying it down there, right, for the guys to hit it. And I don't know. I, I was seeing that a lot yesterday. That was a lot different than I – that that was a different Dylan Dodd than I saw. It was different. He, he – uh, but – but it felt the same because he was he was the same guy out there. And there, that goes on a long way. Uh, I think the biggest comp for Dodd is, I said it last week, but an, an early Mike Soroka. Like, he's got the composure. He's not a well-oiled machine yet. He hasn't figured everything out. 
but he's he seems more mature on the mound than his age would reflect and he keeps his composure even yeah. max freed struggles at times when he get you know last year he started the year giving off a giving up a bunch of bloops in a row if you remember or maybe that was yeah, he can get he just out had of a it. ton of um, just singles and, killed him and he he would get out of it but he you could see he was getting very frustrated and sometimes he'd end up with a short start and uh that's something that max freed has gotten better at and that he needed to get better at that was 2021 not last year yeah um but mike soroka from the opening gate he was like dylan dodd is right now he had some bad starts in 2018 when he had what six or seven starts before he got hurt but he didn't get flustered he kept making his pitches he kept giving everything 110 percent so i'm still on the dylan dodd train uh i told my manager this morning i think my prediction for him um he may have a rebound start or two but at some point he's going to struggle again and he's going to get sent down while he's down there i think that'd be the most healthiest thing for him but while he's down there he's going to work on a change-up or a sinker, or something. Yeah, that he's got a changeup. That's arm his pitch. side. He's got he, a changeup. Well, he has a changeup, but it doesn't tail. Yeah, it it's really just, just a little drop down. ball with some velo difference. The ESPN pitch recognition was actually calling all of them sliders because they seemed to be tailing mm-hmm. more gloves. Well, that's just that ESPN not being, like, that's not being good at their job. That's just ESPN not being good at their job. Because the spin. Did you know the OPS? Did you know the OPS? Did you know the OPS plus average is 100? No way. No way. Okay, guys. Okay, they show the OPS plus average for every single Every hitter. single batter. Like it's, yeah. like show it's, it for it's the crazy. first inning. Show it for the first inning. Yeah, or one batter. But it's well, every single hitter. Every single time. Well, guys, speaking of OPS plus, I think ours as a lineup was about negative 1,000. I mean, we just could not hit a baseball these well, last three th- games. That, yeah, that happened the ever since Friday. We just couldn't hit a baseball. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Friday night felt, or excuse me, excuse me, Thursday night, the home opener was yes. an excellent game, and let's not forget that in this breakdown. That was yeah. an early candidate for game of the year, and it felt like the 2019 Miracle Braves. It yeah. felt like like something that we haven't even really done the last year or two years. And it was just stay in a game the entire nine innings and, and uh, came back and won twice. Let's quote let's quote Chip Carey. The Braves will all Braves will always go give you a fight. That's all not at all down. what he you, you butchered that severely. Shut up. It's, it's <laughs> hey, the Braves don't always hey, win. You know but what they I mean? Always you know give I mean. you a finish. The Braves will give you a finish. Okay, Tristan. Shut up. I tried to be cool. But I mean, Playhouse, guys, yesterday, disagree. yesterday, I mean, the bases were loaded, what, three, four times? And we got two runs. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was we bad. just Friday as well. Friday just as well. We double, had, uh, double plays at the worst possible times. It'd be a situation when the only thing you don't want to do is hit a ground ball directly at Xander Bogarts. And that's what happened every single time. And then, you yeah, know, what you know else? what? Joe, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. It seems like we're hitting so many more ground balls this year, mm-hmm. um, especially with runners on. And that's leading to double plays. It's leading to non-sacrifice flies. Like I've, there's been a couple times we've had a runner in scoring position and less than two outs. And it's just boom, just a rollover. 
And it's like, you should be doing everything in your power to get that ball to the outfield. And it seems like our hitters approach hasn't really changed with the change in the shift. You know, now that you've got that pull side hole there, especially for the lefties, you should be trying to piece balls up and maybe even be a little more aggressive as opposed to, it seems like there's, I don't know. There's just been a lot of ground balls. They've been well, Joe, just I want to stop you right the there. We're being too aggressive. Do it. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. taking we're just taking bad swings at bad pitches. Yeah, we really. And are. I mean, some of these we're are even ahead in the count. We're just taking non-competitive swings, or we're getting our fastball down the middle, which is great. And these are big league hitters, but they're just it looks like they're swinging out of their shoes instead of trying to put yeah. the ball and play hard. Mm-hmm. We're swinging at the pit. We're we're swinging at the pitches we shouldn't, uh, and we are missing the pitch. And we're we're missing the pitches that are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, And on the flip side, the pitchers are doing the opposite. It's like they need to have some sort of meeting with each other and uh, just switch switch problems. But I think uh, I forgot what I was going to say. See, guys, we're allowed to do that once an episode. But well, I'll, I'll tell you this, but it, it looked like based on those final three games that our lineup is becoming so top heavy. I mean, I'm looking at the averages right now yeah. for the season and we have, oh, with the exception of Orlando Arcia, it's Acuna, Olsen and Riley and then everyone else and, and Arcia. But and granted, yeah. Harris is hurt, but still. Yeah, we need guys. Oz, to Ozzie up. needs to get going. He's to me, Ozzy is the biggest catalyst. On our team. Well, you know, guys, last year, Ozzy had like a 640 OPS when he got hurt. I mean, this is just yeah. continuing what he did last year. He, yeah, something's going on with Ozzy. Don't know what it, it is. He kind of took it to the field with him this year. He's had a, a couple really, I, I know he's only maybe had one error, but his defense hasn't been what it always has been. It's, it's, um, that's really hard to watch because you know, there's nobody in the game of baseball that plays harder day in and day out than Ozzy Albies. Yeah. So he's probably my least favorite player to watch fail. Yeah. And we've been seeing it a lot lately on both sides of the ball. It's really unfortunate. And he needs to get going because they keep saying it's crazy, but he is the now the most tenured Atlanta Brave. Yeah. And he's the he is the leader of the clubhouse, at least of the Latin American players, but Got really it. of everybody. And he's got to get it going. If he yeah. gets it going, the team starts rolling. You heard it here first. Guys, me I and Bobby agree. me and Bobby were talking about it. I told him that. And I was like, you know, Bobby, Ozzy debuted in the big leagues when we started our freshman year of high school. And for the record, we're all sophomores in college. So that blew that blew our well, that blew our minds. Two of us. Joe dropped out. Joe would be. <laughs> but um we were talking about defense. That play by Ronnie last night misses misses a tough pop up. I get it. You're frustrated. Slams the ball, but doesn't let's, pop up. Let's, slams the ball. Let's Bogarts go to third. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of heads up baseball that the Padres are playing all series. It seemed like, and we we weren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just took yeah. They extra played bases. very heads up. Yeah, yeah. Give the uh, coaching staff credit for the Padres. Seems like everybody is very well disciplined on the base pass. Uh, they they were making some crazy aggressive base running plays, and they were succeeding most of the time. There was yeah. a couple times they got thrown out, but you know that's that's what I love seeing in a baseball game. And they se- seem to 
execute that uh, small ball as well. A couple bunts in there and sack flies, and they were just beating us at the game of baseball. Yeah, I mean, it was it was they were rough, there mentally. We weren't. It was a rough series. It really was. We were on it top was. of the world Thursday, and then it was just a rough series. I want to say this though. I saw one of my old high school coaches at uh, at work today. He came mm-hmm. through with his son buying some groceries. And we just started instantly talking about the Braves. And I mean, like, we knew we didn't have long because he wasn't buying that much. So we just jumped in, right? And one of the first things he said was, what I've learned is to not even – he doesn't even look at the standings until Memorial Day. Why? Because there's no reason to start sounding these alarms a yeah, week we're into six, the year. We're still 6-4. and four. We're 6-4. and four. Yeah. Yep. I think we uh, still we have a better right record than the Padres. We do. Yep. We have the same record as the Padres. And We're both six and four now. MLB Power Rankings has us at two. So. Yep. That's and granted, that's overrated. <laughs> I mean, we did we did sweep the Cardinals in St. Louis, so that's how we got yep. the two was by sweeping yeah, the yeah, Cardinals yeah. in St. Pretty Louis. Much got, we pretty much got swept at home. That yeah. was also done before the final game. They Because we had the Sunday night game. They had already uh, voted on the Power Rankings. Oh, yeah, I bet they did. So, so that did not include last night's blowout. So right, that's so probably why. like five or six. Um, yeah, I mean, we're still top 10. We're, in, we're still a top five baseball team, you know, and we're still number one in the, excuse me, we're behind now in the National League East. But I still think uh, we look the best in our division. And granted, our division sucks right now. Who's in first? The Mets. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I was before, it would be the Marlins. Guys, before we leave the series, move on to our preview uh, let's go ahead and award our Swamp Talk Waterfowl player of the series. Swamp Talk Waterfowl. Check them out on Instagram at swamp underscore talk underscore waterfowl. Handmade wooden and acrylic duck calls and some awesome apparel, all handmade by our good friend Cody Skinner. Check them out and support local small businesses. Tristan, who is your Swamp Talk Waterfowl player of the series? Orlando Arcia coming in clutch. In the first game, I got to give it to him. Coming in at the best possible time because if he doesn't make that at bat we go to the we go to extras and we probably get swept we don't do so orlando rca coming in clutch joe your play of the series so i'm going sam hilliard um which is just crazy you know solid pick he i'm not saying he's the greatest hitter on the planet but i love what i've seen so far um he's fast he has stolen base He, he seems like a real speedy guy i know nothing about him i want everybody to know that i know nothing about him He's very speedy, um, and I like his plate approach. And I think that while Harris is gone, he's actually going to continue to do a pretty good job filling in, and I love what I saw from him. Uh, for my Swamp Talk Waterfowl player of the series, I'm going to go Matt Olson. He seemed like the only guy who was there for four Makes games sense. of the series. Yep. Um, little I thought optimism. you were going to go Dylan Dodd. Not going Dylan Dodd Dodd again. I thought you were going for the like Dylan Dodd every series, but I guess it's over. Well, guys, we do have some optimism. We're facing the bottom three in the Cincinnati rotation. Let me double check that, but I don't believe we're going to face Hunter Green or um, Nick Lodola. Honestly, honestly, I can't wait to see how Elder does tonight. I think Elder is going to do fantastic tonight against the. I have very high hopes for tonight's game. I think. Tonight's going to be a huge bounce back. Okay, so Hopefully. we don't we don't face Lodolo, but uh, Hunter Green and Spencer Strider will face off on Wednesday. That is a pitching matchup to watch. Wow, 
Tristan, we're going. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I'm all, yeah, I'm good for that. Yeah, y'all are going to have flamethrowers. Yeah. So wait, 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 Hunter Green, Spencer Strider. On um, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh dude, Joe, I'm going. We're gonna bring some. We're gonna see some heat. We better bring fire hose. All right, guys. <laughs> And then we have a day off and head to Kansas City. So we'll have three games in Kansas City. Before we actually pace. finally get a day off. We do, in fact, we get do, a day off. We do on get Thursday. a day off. And wow. then, Christian, you'll never believe this, but we have two days off in a week. Day off Thursday, three in Kansas City, three in San Diego, which is going to be huge for us because I do think we can pull out a serious victory there. And then another yes. day off before we come back and play the Mets. Right. Honestly, and and that and that may be another thing, like because we haven't had an off day since the beginning, since that yeah. Friday after opening day. So I'm that, sorry, not the Mets, may, the, Astros, have... the Astros, the yeah, Astros, but the, not the Mets. But you're right. That, that may have a little. The boys are probably thing. pretty tired. I mean, it's to yeah, start exactly. the year with like practically no off days. Yeah. It, it's really that's difficult because they're not as accustomed yet to all the travel, and uh, you know, two back to back road series to open up. And then, and then go straight home. to Atlanta and play the day after. Exactly. And we've only had, you know, now now we have the second straight home, home series, and the boys have been in their own beds for five days now, um, or four nights, I guess. So, you know, probably less so now. I think now they should be a little more settled in going into this Cincinnati series. Oh, and Eli White batting ninth tonight. Is that Shout his out Eli White. Yeah, no, he pinched it yesterday. Uh, still, it's oh. his starting debut. Did I miss? I missed that because I, guys, I wake up at four a.m. I had to I go to bed. Don't blame me for boy. turning off the game. I would have turned yeah. it off in the fourth. I would have, but yeah. I was there. That's when I went to bed. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, I'm good for Wednesday. By the way, I'll. What'd you say? Cool. Eight bucks. Yeah, eight dollars. It's pretty good. Where are we sitting? Uh, four hundred. It's, it's four. It's four. It's way up there. It's not really still, great it's seats, okay. but it's Truist okay. always has. You know, there, there are there no is bad not a bad seat at Park. Not a single bad Always. seat. Plus, it's the experience of going to a game that is, I mean, it's just the Braves' magic. You want to see it. Okay. It's the two hardest and, and, starting and least, pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Yep. At, at least, at least we get in the fourth of the four hundred, so we don't have to like. We don't need a water hose. We'll be, we'll be okay. We'll be a little away from the flame. It'll be a little warm, but you won't be like on fire. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to shoot it that far anyway. Yeah. But All right, guys, over well, hopefully, under, oh, oops, over under, over take... under 20 strikeouts by the starters in that Ooh. game. That we're going over. to, I'm today. taking under, if you're doing just the starters, under really, I'm taking over. I'm not taking with, what, each with, of with them the having a 10 strikeout game. Okay, all right, here's the thing with the amount of time we're striking out right now, and Spencer Strider being Spencer Strider, definitely over. Well, don't forget, Hunter right, Green well, throws. Flat hundred down the middle and has a five yeah. six three ERA right now. It doesn't right. matter. We we, well, we, we can't hit a baseball right now. I'm not taking either. I'm going to leave it as a fifty fifty, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Fair enough. All right, sounds good. So we hope to turn the ser- turn our luck around. Win three against Cincinnati, taking off day, then go on a nice little road trip. We will be back on Thursday with the recap of the Red Series. Until then, wait, 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 Joe, don't forget wait, to follow us on Instagram. At PO Playhouse. Amen. If you like what you're seeing, listening. And you know you do. You know you like what you're seeing. You love us. Tune in next time, and thank you for listening.